0: Tonight's Ozone show was recorded earlier. Please hold your calls. Talk Radio 96.7. All right, let's talk some sports. We got Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight's brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash.
1: All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone, and we're talking sports, but before we do that, Let's not forget that 82 years ago in Honolulu, Hawaii, 2,403 Americans died in the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. And uh, that set off World War II, involved the United States, and a lot of American boys died in that war. So let's not forget that. All right, let's talk some sports. And you're in the right place if you want to talk sports. The number to call us is 682 1430 that's 14-30. This Sunday, the Tampa Bay Bucks at five and seven are gonna to travel to Atlanta. And even though they're five and seven, they're only one game back in the woeful NFC South, Coach Joe, as they take on the league <laughs> the leading six and six Atlanta Falcons. So uh, how about that? And that's going to be right here. You can listen to that game right here on 96.7 or 1430 a.m. That is WLKF. And 1 o'clock is the kickoff. Noon is the pregame. The Florida Gators are going to travel down the basketball team, travel down to Fort Lauderdale to take on the Richmond Spiders, 4 o'clock tip-off, and I think it's a 30-minute pregame show, if I remember right, 30 minutes before that and that'll be on Wnn 107.1 and then the following Thursday East Carolina will be right here in Lakeland to take on the Florida Gator basketball team at the RP funding center and that game will tip off at 7 p.m right here on w- or on Wnn 107.1 coach show how about
2: those bucks well yeah you know we're worried about the the bucks uh even if they win the division, the committee might leave them out of the playoffs. So we have to <laughs> wonder about that. We have to be worried about them. Actually, I think they're playing a little bit better. You know, they've had a lot of people banged up. But uh, the last few games, they've looked a little bit better. Their uh, rushing yardage per game is, is up significantly the last couple of weeks. Uh, the defense still a lot of injuries, and that cost them a couple of games. Uh, they still have a chance to do something decent this year. Uh, Mike Evans looks better than he ever has. Baker Mayfield seems to, uh, whatever was uh, going wrong with his timing before, he's really he really seems to be getting getting that together, and his ankle injury doesn't look too bad. So, it's, it's, you know, don't give up on this one yet for, if you're a Bucks fan.
1: Well, you know, they had that four-game losing streak, and they beat the Titans, and they lose two more in a row, and then they beat the Panthers last week, 21-18.
2: So they just sort of been inconsistent right yeah at best inconsistent Uh, and they're going to need to win this game obviously because they've already lost once to atlanta so if you lose the second time not only are you two games back with four to play but you also lose out on the tiebreaker too so uh, it would be almost impossible to get by them and i was kidding before about the division winner not being in the playoff however there will be no wild card out of that division for sure (laughs) we know that so you either win the division or you're done. So, so they basically, it's almost an elimination game this week. So the winner of that division will be a mild card. A mild card. They'll be the four seed. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, Mayfield's thrown for almost twenty eight hundred yards. Rashad White is the leading rusher at six hundred and forty three yards. And then, as you said, Evans, he's already over a thousand yards with a thousand and twelve, and he has made some spectacular catches. You know, with his 6'5 frame and he probably weighs about 240 and can run, that guy's got to be a matchup nightmare for every corner.
2: He made the big play in that game last week against Carolina, taking the post pattern and just breaking at the distance and doing that final leap over the the goal line, stretching the ball, getting it inside the pylon. He didn't look like a 10-year veteran. He looked like a young rookie. You know, (laughs) But uh, out of Texas A&M, he's always been a great player. We're looking at a Hall of Fame receiver in Mike Evans. Yeah, no doubt about
1: that. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take a break because we've got Jim Henry from the Tallahassee Democrat What are we going to talk
2: to him about? We're going to (laughs) talk to him about
1: Florida State getting left out of the college football playoff. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF.
0: Tonight's edition of The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe was recorded earlier. Please hold your calls.
3: Hey, this is Doug Johnson, former NFL and Gator quarterback. You're listening to Ronnie
1: Ocean in the Ozone.
0: Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland.
1: All right. Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone. We want to remind everybody the Florida Gator basketball team is going to take on East Carolina at the RP Funding Center right across the street next Thursday, December 14th. 7 p.m. They're being brought to us by the auspices of Polk Sports Marketing. Want to thank them. Tickets are available at rpfundingcenter.com. Well, with us on the phone is none other than the Squire of Tallahassee, Mr. Jim Henry. Jim, welcome back to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe.
4: Hey, fellas, how we doing?
1: Man, we're doing fantastic. Couldn't be much better. Here, I always, I always appreciate the invite. Oh man! Well, there's no news. Nothing going on in Tallahassee, is there? I mean, yeah. it's been a quiet four and a half days. I've just been, re- just been relaxing. Uh, we were talking about this, and the last time an undefeated conference champion didn't make the playoffs was Auburn in 04, I believe. Do you yeah, remember?
4: I mean, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, I, I do remember that. It's obviously the first time since the playoffs started in '14, but. Um, yeah, there've been a lot of uh, a lot of disappointment, a lot of anger, followed by a lot of anger, followed by more anger.
1: <laughs> well, that that's to be expected. And you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was Florida State's been very vocal about wanting to leave the ACC, wanting a bigger share of the pie. And there were five ACC representatives on that committee. Do you think that was vengeful on their part, maybe to? Um, give FSU their comeuppance, or wh- what do you think the reason was?
4: Yeah, you know, I yeah, it's 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 been four and a half days of just uh, trying to get a diagnosis of this and writing about it and talking to people and, <laughs> um, you know, the bottom line is is the committee you know has this criteria and um, it's kind of obviously a sliding scale and the bottom line is you know they really had two choices. What do you? The, four most deserving teams or the four best teams and you know it's i know i know fsu fans can argue and are arguing and and it's it is difficult to swallow when a team is undefeated in a conference champion but um but i I do think everyone agrees that fsu is not the same team it was at the beginning of the year in the middle of the year you know when they had had jordan travis at quarterback but um now you know i don't think it was vengeful i i just think uh that criteria that they followed uh, in football, college football is entertainment. And, um, you know, the committee was tasked, as they said, as Blue Corgan said, to pick the, pick the four best teams. And that's what they did, you know, in their minds.
1: Well, you know, one of the factors that they're supposed to consider is unavailability of key players and coaches that may affect a team's performance. And uh, certainly Jordan Travis would qualify under that Speaking of that, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
4: Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, you're right. That is part of the criteria, and that's uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, the the, it's a sliding scale, and there's just so much gray area. Um, And 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 you know, again, I get it because uh, you know, when you do go undefeated, um, you're you're, like you're being penalized for winning. You know that the wins and losses don't matter, and that the committee and in its decision, uh, pointed to you know the future. Future games are far more important. Than what's happened in the past? So,
2: our guest tonight from the Tallahassee Democrat, Jim Henry, joining us here in the O Zone. Jim, Coach Joe here. Uh, we're talking FSU, where there's an undefeated team worthy of a national championship. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to talk about your soccer team, so we're going to stick to football tonight. If that's okay. <laughs> And, and congratulations yeah, to the soccer yeah. team. They're they're that's the gold standard in soccer right now. By the way,
4: oh, Penske came in did a heck of a job. You know, I took over mm-hmm. from Mark, and it really is amazing what they've done. Um, you know, that team is maybe go down as one of the best teams in college women's soccer history. Oh, sure. ab-
2: absolutely. Yeah, and, and love to talk about that with you some other time. But I, I do need to uh, talk a little bit about the FSU where the, F, the football team where they thought they had all the answers and then the college football committee changed the questions. So <laughs> yeah. No,
4: yeah. No, yeah it's, everyone, you know, everyone has an opinion and everybody is trying to figure out what happened. And, and just, I guess it all depends what you read or who you listen to. And um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate that you can go undefeated and be left out. But uh, again, like we just talked about here a few minutes ago was, you know, the criteria, uh, it is a sliding scale, and, and the committee, you know, has repeatedly said that it was tasked to pick the four best teams. Um, you know, and, and again, in the past, this is a different committee, and we've had other committees where they're saying, you know, they are they really focused on what they thought were the four most deserving teams. So,
2: you know, think, uh, that, that's the interesting thing about best versus most deserving, because best is such uh, – a subjective standard. My right. my position has always been the conference champions should have priority over everything else. So so that's why I don't think Georgia and Ohio State have an argument. But uh, there's only four spots and there's five power conferences. Uh, yep. You know, it, it, wasn't this inevitable at some point?
4: Yeah, well, I think once Alabama was once <laughs> alabama won <it> did. yeah <laughs> the game yeah is, that, you, is alabama, that when you were
2: feeling that the, that when that yeah. happened did you kind of go uh-oh yes i,
4: I think yes I, I think a lot of people did that once alabama won um because you know commissioner thank you if you saw his interview uh on espn game day though know, oh my lord you know how strong and talked about you know, <laughs> even yeah. an SEC team was you know not not the real world so um you know they they were controlling the message and and uh, And they were so, you know, the ACC, uh, Commissioner Phillips really never did, you know, probably could have answered and should have answered. Um, um, But, yeah, the ACC controlled the message for sure.
1: Well, and once Alabama got in, you also had to include Texas, who had beaten Alabama by 10 in Tuscaloosa. So there were two automatic bids. Then there were two teams with undefeated records and somebody had to be left out, and that happened to be Florida State. How much of that do you think strength of schedule weighed in? I noticed that um, there were eight teams on Florida State's schedule that were six and six or less.
4: Yeah, no, you know, I saw one of ESPN's graphics that FSU strength of schedule, according to ESPN, was 55th. Um, Yeah, no, again, that's... Part of, part of the equation And now, you know, FSU would argue that, hey, we beat two SEC teams both on the road in LSU and Florida and, you know, beat Miami and, and beat Clemson. Um, so, uh, again, I, I, th- th- all the anger stems from that, you know, as you said, you're a Power Five conference, you're the conference champion, you're undefeated, uh, you are ranked in the top four um, all through, the, you know, all through the CFP college football playoff rankings and um and then all of a sudden the number 18 and number 17 jump you you know in one week
2: it's a, yeah that, you know that's one reason to be angry uh, another reason fsu has been angry is about their position within the acc and the television contract uh yeah. how does one affect the other Where, what are we looking at going forward here
4: well you know fsu's contention is that it it attracts the most eyeballs to the conference, so this, um, you know, distribution, they, they want the revenue to be distributed a little bit differently in that, um, you know, they believe they uh, deserve, you know, a larger piece of the financial pie, and that is gonna happen, um,
2: going to happen. B- un- is a breakaway
4: inevitable
2: or not likely?
4: I, I think at some point it is. Now, again, it, you know, you've got you to have a landing spot, right? I mean, there's really nowhere to go right now. Um, I, you know, I was told at FSU, the window was three years, you know, just from, um, in terms of when they felt they could make a breakaway and, and, uh, because the financial, financially, I mean, when you start losing 20 and 30 million a year and you fall behind your competitors, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten, it's just. You can't go much longer than that, you know. I mean, you're going to never, going to never be able to recover.
2: We're talking FSU with uh, Jim Henry, the Tallahassee Democrat. FSU fans, we know you're out there. Six eight two fourteen thirty. We're we're here to listen. We're here. We're here for you tonight <laughs> to uh, to talk you through <laughs> this situation. And uh, nobody better to talk about it with than Jim Henry, who uh, uh, knows everything about all things FSU football. Uh, Jordan Travis, how is he uh, physically? Uh, what's yeah. what's yeah, his, there's his there's prognosis?
4: Days. He's doing good, you know. He had surgery, broke his left leg. Um, it's going to be a long recovery, but uh, you know what he—you know what—a career, six years here, just a great ambassador. Uh, really nice kid too, very genuine. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what his future holds in terms of uh, you know how re, how he recovers from this.
2: Um, hey, are, yeah, I don't I've, know if you got. I, go ahead, sorry.
4: Yeah, I don't know if you when y'all watch the game, if you watch the game, but you know when he. Lift up his leg is like, oh my lord! That, oh, his ankle going mm. going west and his, his his leg was pointing north.
1: Joe Thiesman esque it was uh, yeah. reminiscent of that.
4: Yeah, and you hate it. It's just, but you know, injuries are part of the game. It's just, um, it's it's really unfortunate.
2: From the quarterback perspective, who is FSU going into the portal to get, or nobody?
4: You know, I I think Coach Norvell was looking for an established quarterback. I I, I know last year he had an opportunity. Sign an established guy i mean he had a lot of feelers but he didn't want to mess with the quarterback room you know the vibe in the quarterback room with, with travis but i do think this year um in in i think is going to be good uh, Brock Len's a talented athlete but i think if you watch the game you know he still's got you know he's still going to take him some time but um well, i'm with you i i do think they need to uh sign an established
2: quarterback. So far, I've heard about more from UCLA and Uagalele from uh, Oregon State, who are both in the portal. Yeah,
4: Ebrillay is, is. I'm hearing between FSU and Miami. That's the latest. Um, oh, he, he, might he might end up in really Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, he may end up in Miami. That's what I was I was being told this afternoon. Um, he kind of resurrected his career out there, you know. I didn't. I thought he was very inconsistent in Clemson, you know, when when I saw him play. So, um, but every, obviously, had a great year.
2: You know, speaking of ACC news, the latest is that Manny Diaz will get the Duke head coaching job. How do you think that affects uh, the conference?
4: Joe man Manny's a good guy. You know, he was here. I've, I've, I know Manny. Um, he's an FSU guy. and um, uh, I, I Honestly, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to the Duke job when I saw his name pop up. You know, good for him. He, he is a great guy and um, extremely hard worker. Um so I, you know, if if he is the guy, um, I, th- I think he'll do a great job at Duke.
1: Uh, Jim, who do, who do you think is going to play in the bowl game for FSU? I see one opt out. Have there has there been any others?
4: Yeah, we, you know, we may need a scorecard, huh? <laughs> you know, I don't in in Georgia too. You know, I mean the way the bowl system set up and and um, you know the. These folks, these players that are seniors, that are going to opt for the draft. I mean, why would you pe- play? You know, Wilson's already opted out. Um, Verse, um, you know, Benson. We there's a list of FSU kids that it'll be interesting to see if they do play. Um, and, and, and on the flip side, you know, I've seen some interesting dialogue in terms of okay, these kids are making so much money through the NIL um, that if you do, you know, if you sign an NIL, you should be obligated to finish the season, and that includes bowl game.
2: Jim, uh, you're up there in Tallahassee, uh, home of the legislature. Right. Are they serious about suing or trying any uh, legislative remedies for this situation?
4: Yeah, I don't think there's an avenue. I know um, Governor Dantas well, set aside a million dollars, but you know my time that goes through, it's, it's next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose um,
2: no injunctive relief is uh, imminent, right?
4: <laughs> no, you know I talked to former FSU president Thrasher, and you know we talked about the a story with him and. You know, as much as like he said, he goes, "Hey, I'm I'm the biggest homer there is. I love FSU, but as much he said, as much as I hate it, you know, it's time to move on. Um, there's just they really don't have many options. It's, you know, it's a private organization, and and I do know a bunch of folks have have um, public, you know, request public records requests. Um, so we'll see where that leads to, if anywhere."
2: Well, if it does go anywhere, we're going to have fun talking to you about it. It it is a great yeah. You know,
4: if when you guys listen to, I mean, Boo on even on ESPN was you know because they asked him a couple different ways about the voting, and he you know he said it was more discussion than anything. So, they're not going to leave a paper trail.
2: I think they came up with a result and then came up with justification, but. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Got to have you back again soon. There's always so much to talk about with FSU, and uh, and we really appreciate you joining us in the Ozone. And uh, I think you helped make FSU fans feel a little bit better.
4: Yeah, well, now they're still angry. They're still, uh, you know, nobody can blame them in terms of, it's like you said, it's subjective. And, and 12 teams, hopefully it, it'll make it a better system. But, again, with 12 teams, you know, probably somebody's going to be left out again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Be- won't Be a power five, but um, and it won't be a conference champion, but you know, it's going to be somebody, yeah,
1: yeah, you can bet on that, <laughs> Jim. As always, thank yep. you so much. And oh, before thank we you, go, Jim. how can someone read your expertise on a regular basis?
4: Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. I have so much fun talking to y'all, and it's you can go to tallahassee.com, www.tallahassee.com, and I'm on Twitter, Facebook, um, I'm, I'm around. <laughs> and I got a lot of ga- I got a lot of Gator buddies down there too.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jim, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time, and um, as always, you've given us a great interview.
4: Thank you, fellas, and I appreciate y'all. And and happy holidays. Okay. All right. Merry, Merry Christmas
1: holidays. to you Christmas. too. All right, Ronnie on Coach Joe on Talk Radio ninety six point seven
0: WLKF. Tonight's Ozone show was recorded earlier. Please hold your calls. Talk Radio 96.7. It's Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone is brought to you by Allied scrap processors turning scrap metal into cash.
1: All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe. And um, we'll talk a little further about the Florida State thing. Yeah, let's do that. You know, the exact same situation happened in their favor in 1993. In 1993, Florida State played Notre Dame, both undefeated. Notre Dame won. The next week, Notre Dame lost to Boston College, leaving them both 10-1. and 1. Well, Nebraska was undefeated. West Virginia was undefeated. West Virginia was the Big East champion. And West Virginia got left out that year. And Florida State got to play Nebraska. Exactly the same situation, and that ended up being the Bobby Bowden Lifetime Achievement National Championship Award that they gave to Florida State. Because Notre Dame, who had beaten Florida State and ended 10-1, and they won their bowl game by three points. Florida State won their bowl game by two. So, you know, again, it was subjective, but that time they benefited. And the other irony of this that I found is that you remember Darnell Dockett? Mm-hmm, sure. Well, yeah. it's ironic that a late hit by a Florida Gator on an FSU quarterback would help to eliminate them from a championship when Darnell Dockett twisted Ernest Graham's knee in a pileup in 2001 and kept the Gators possibly from have, getting to play in the national championship. The same thing occurred on Percy Harvin. Again, Darnell Dockett tried to stomp Rex Grossman's hand when he was out of bounds, and you might remember all the late hits on Danny Werfel in 1996. So, you know, what goes around comes around.
2: Well, Darnell Dockett was definitely a dirty player, no doubt about it. And in 2001— the FSU game was not the final regular season game because of 9-11. The right. Tennessee game had been moved to the uh, back end of the regular season. So the Gators had to play the following week without Ernest Graham being healthy. And in a very close game, they ended up getting beat, which cost them a shot at the uh, SEC championship game. And if they had won that, they would have gone to the national title game.
1: In fairness, they'd had to play that Miami team that probably would have beaten them
2: probably yeah, yeah yeah but still it would have been nice to find out right it's it's always good to find out uh about that y- y- so i guess what you're saying ronnie is uh what uh, goes around comes around and i guess these things have a way of evening out yeah yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> well it's amazing how that works the thing about it is if you have a bad system you're going to get bad results and you have a system where there's five power conferences, five conferences that the NCAA and, and America recognizes as holding all of the strongest schools. And there's five champions, and they each have specific objective means of determining the champion of each of those conferences. And yet we set up a playoff system where only four will qualify. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, you're exactly right. And it was inevitable that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it had to happen. It, it's going to be much better. With, you know, there's five, group of five conferences, so there's 10 really good uh football conferences in division one 133 division one schools and and you know that the system as it is now even even when they expand it still favors like the top half you know the bottom half of the division one really the power five conferences really don't have much of a chance at all the power five representative in the new Year's six bowls is going to be liberty from the sunbelt conference they were 13 and 0. So, uh, there, but they have they're barely in the top twenty-five. So, it it, it uh, a lot of it is about who are the best teams and not who are the most accomplished. But when it depends on rankings about human beings deciding who's better than who rather than deciding on the field, you're going to get inequities. In a perfect system, you'd have ten conference champions, two at-large teams. You'd have a nice twelve-team playoff. Now that would bring in a lot of the smaller conferences. But uh, that's how they do it in basketball. That's the fairest way, if not necessarily the best way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got a caller on the line.
5: Larry, how are you? Well, not too bad. I want to preface this by saying I'm not a Florida State fan, nor am I a gear fan. Okay, who's your team? Uh, okay. Uh, Alabama? Uh, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh <laughs> when I say uh, Syracuse.
2: Oh, that's uh, all that's right.
5: I grew up, that's because I grew up there. All uh, right. But anyway, um, there was uh, the – bit you just said about the uh, the bad system is what's going on here uh, and the thing that took this thing out of it for me anyway looking at it is, is who would they have left off uh, out of you know the if, if, if uh, of the team there you see should they have left off Michigan no you could make a case maybe for either Alabama but no uh, Texas no and you know uh, Georgia, no, Washington, no. Well,
2: yeah, I, I mean, Washington should be Georgia, number one, I think. But that's well, just. Georgia made.
5: should. You, you can make a case for Georgia. You can make a case for Ohio State. But the, the biggest thing about it is, um, the ACC was a little down this year. I mean, if if uh, Clemson would have started off the season the way they ended the season, they, uh, Florida State might have had a better better uh, argument. Uh, same thing with with. Um, you know the the other teams in the, in the I think uh North Carolina kind of faded at the end of the year and uh
3: it just it just wasn't
5: as strong a conference so when you came to leave somebody out I mean unfortunately it was Florida State that despite the great season they had and if their quarterback had not been injured he probably probably would have uh <laughs> another half hour discussing whether or not they should have left off. And they might not have been left off if that was the case.
1: Well, you know, you have to wonder, too, Michigan's got to be the happiest guys in the world that their coach was suspended for six games this year (laughs) because they were cheating. And uh, Mm. allegedly, anyway, I mean, I guess they admitted to it by – Imposing their own sanctions on him. Well, they so, were cheating,
2: but who knew what and when was yeah. the big question? But yeah. they definitely well, were cheating.
5: And the thing about the thing about that, the whole thing of be a Michigan against the world. Oh, give me a break, oh, just just once. Because the thing about it is, Harbaugh knew what the rules were. I mean, maybe they were dumb rules, but he knew what they were. And until someone reveals <laughs> those rules, you got to play by them. So I mean I you know I, I I'm praying fervently because I do root for Ohio State on the side, but I am I'm praying fervently for a forty to nothing uh, Alabama uh, win. And and to tell you the <laughs> truth, that would be the only time I've ever rooted for Alabama. So. <laughs> well,
2: you know it is interesting about the fact that the committee uh, blamed the, the loss of Jordan Travis for FSU dropping in the rankings. I I watched alabama in tampa i went to that game it wouldn't they played that game without jalen milrow and they were a very ordinary team and fsu against the gators and in the louisville game in the acc championship without jordan travis a the quarterback their offense was very ordinary now their defense stepped up to make up for it but that team isn't as good you know as they were and if the, you give the committee credit for one thing is that the top five teams were all the the five conference champions and that they ranked Georgia sixth because they didn't win. But of the, if you're ranking the five conference champions, FSU is probably the fifth ranked of those. If you just look at it that way, without looking at the fact they had the better record.
5: Well, and there's a, 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 a Sunday morning, an ESPN, uh, announcer, uh, one of the few I actually like who, um, say to the, he goes, how do you keep them off there? I mean, and, and the thing about it, even if they don't make it, it's not a commentary on the fact that they had a great season. It's just a comment that the other, other guys had a better season.
1: Yeah, that, uh, I and, agree with you. And
5: and, and th- I think that's the way Florida State should look at it. Uh, the fact they were going to look into legal action and pass laws, uh, come on. you know We've got better things to do with it. With it, with it. Maybe not, though, actually, we think what
2: Congress <laughs> is doing lately.
5: Well, and you
1: um, made an important point, too, Larry, in that Florida State, they to their credit, they played LSU. But LSU let them down. That's a three-loss team. And Clemson let them down. They're a four-loss team. So the two teams you would have hung your hat on, they couldn't. And they played eight teams that didn't have a winning record.
5: Well, and the thing about it is, but they won. And they won convincingly for the most part. Even when they were in close games, they they won it going away.
1: Oh, no, they didn't. Uh, How about Boston College? How about Florida?
5: Boston College, College, well, Florida, they they kind of – was it way late? But but that that was one I, I almost didn't count that one because the, the Jordan Travis wasn't around much. Uh,
1: but he was there for okay, Boston well, College.
5: Well, yeah, but but that 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 to me is back in the uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say old lamb. Back in the '70s when you had the Society Reds, the big red machine. Yeah, they would have won 130, 140 games if it had for the Montreal Expos and the San Diego Padres. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, point know, just, just once in a while you know you 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 take the field and you're so much better than the people you were against, and for whatever reason you're having a bad day and they're having a good day and it, it ends up being a little bit closer than it should have been do you know today's johnny
1: uh-huh. bench's birthday
5: i didn't know that yeah. um I, I should know that because again,
2: uh, <laughs> um, yeah, lots
5: he, of lots of people have lots of famous people have birthdays.
2: He summer. always seemed Larry to come Bird. up with a, with a big hit. Johnny Bench did, you know. But if you if you play the close game card, it, Texas spent the whole second half of the season barely getting by, and then Alabama, of course, uh, there they must have sold their soul or something. That was an absolute miracle that they beat Auburn. So, uh, well, but but. He's, Here's
5: the thing, you know, exactly with that one. But here's the thing: they won the close games, but with the case of Alabama, with the exception of the Auburn game, Millward was benched because they were ineffective. But despite injuries and the ineffectiveness, they regrouped and got better. And I think the same thing you can say the same thing with um, uh With um I just lost the thought there. Texas. Uh, Texas. Uh, Ewers got hurt in the middle of the season. Uh, or middle to end of the season, and, and again, they, despite that, they 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 hung on, and when he came back, they they kept winning, uh, kept you know kept being
2: uh, kept rolling along. Yeah, they got uh, really good at the end.
1: Larry, we got about thirty seconds left in this segment, and uh, you've been a great caller. Real quick, what's your um, you, you glad Dino Babers is gone? What do you know about Khalil Ahmad, the new Syracuse coach? The,
5: the thing about Syracuse coaches, they picked these guys. Uh, a couple years ago, I think it was Greg Williams. The team would be there good recruiter, but when they took the field, it was like they just looked like they weren't ready to play. And with Dino, the same thing. It looked like there were times when he, he had the teams ready to play, and there were times when they just looked like they were just flat. Um, and it, it seems like they start the season pretty good, and then you know, they just lose it. Um, I, I think the same thing. great recruiter, pretty good motivator. But for some reason, when the teams took the field, they just didn't look like they were ready to play. And wow. uh, the last coach, uh, McPherson, yeah. back to, back in the day, he was the last real coach uh, they had. Um, there was the other coach. I, I'm trying to remember who it is now because they had a revolving door for a while.
2: Paul Paul
1: Pasqualoni.
5: he was the same. He was the same thing. He was a great recruiter. Uh, he's an excellent linebacker coach. Up, head coach. I'm he's sorry, Larry. We're up, against,
1: we're up against a break. We've got to take a break. You've been a great caller. I hope you'll listen and call again, and uh, we sure appreciate you calling. Okay. All right.
2: Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it, man.
1: All right. Great call there by Larry. You're listening to Ronnie o and Coach Joe, on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF.
0: Tonight's edition of The Ozone with Ronnie o and Coach Joe, was recorded earlier. Please hold your calls.
2: Hey, this is Logan Blondell. Former Lakeland Dreadnought and 2011 Girls Youth Villa Champion. You're listening to Ronnie Ocean in the Ozone.
0: Ronnie O, Coach Joe. They're talking sports in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7 brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors.
1: All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. I know you're hungry, you're thirsty, you cannot wait for this sports quiz so that you'll have an opportunity to go out to Miller's Lakeland Alehouse they're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. They've got over 40 strategically located television sets. You can watch your favorite team anywhere in the restaurant and have drink and meal specials every night of the week. So here you go. If you were listening, here's what we want to know. The last time that an undefeated Power Five conference champion was left out of the playoff was whom? Was it A, Auburn, or was it B, Alabama, the number is 682-1430. That's 682-1430. You can call us if you haven't won in the last six months, and we'll send you out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House, and you can eat and drink what you want. Take $30 off your tab. All right, we got Joe Hoops on the line. Joe Hoops, how are you doing tonight?
3: Good evening, Ron
1: O. Man, you
3: tearing them up tonight? Yeah, I'm having a good time. All right. Jim, thank you for being with us here in Lakeland.
1: Oh, Jim's gone. He's gone? Yeah, Jim's gone.
3: So just me and you?
1: Just me and you and Coach
3: Joe. (laughs) How you doing, Joey Hoops? (laughs) I'm good, brother, and you?
2: Oh, doing, doing okay, doing okay. So how you feeling about FSU and what happened to him?
3: Well, I'm a FSU alumni, and I don't think they're the top four teams in the country. So I'm really not surprised. I have seen FSU at uh, the very bottom in 1973 when they were 0 and 10. Next year they were 0 and 9 playing Miami, who was 0 and 9. We beat them, and uh, Tallahassee went absolutely crazy. Thought <laughs> they won the national championship. But uh, anyway, I grew up as a college sports fan. Uh, I love the traditions of college sports. Mr. Two-Bits was my hero when I was a kid. I love Chief Osceola. I love seeing the buffalo run down the middle of the field. Uh, I love seeing Chief Osceola put the spear in the middle of the field. But uh, really what I'm calling about in my old age, I am sickened by the outrageous salaries paid to the athletic directors and coaches, particularly fail coaches Jimbo, uh,
2: Newell Myers. Oh yeah, Mullen. Dan Mullen. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> failing at coaching yeah, is a is a good gig to get some way to, yeah. <laughs> good way to mean, make a living.
3: I mean, here's the deal: the people that are out there putting their bodies on the line, they're not getting the money they deserve. And you know, I'm I'm kinda getting turned off to the whole situation in college
1: football. Don't blame you. Joe Joe Hoops, let me ask you this. Do you know the answer to our sports quiz?
3: I'm gonna guess Auburn, I got a fifty fifty chance.
1: You're exactly right. You are exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> 50-50? Well, was I wasn't a math um, major, so <laughs> I had to do that on my calculator. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Let, let me just wrap this up. God bless Bobby Bowden and Mike Norvell for what they've done for FSU football. Uh, but with the players rightfully opting out of the bowls, my heart is with the Knowles, but uh, my money says, the minus fourteen on the dogs is an easy bet.
2: Is that what the line is? Yeah, it's yeah, minus fourteen it's,
1: right now. Georgia. Wow, but I wonder yeah. if they know who's playing. Georgia's going to have a lot of opt outs too. I would think
3: <laughs> they're not going to have as many as Florida State. I mean, you know, Mike Norvell put a, a great team together through the portal. But, yeah, yeah. You know, Georgia's a legacy team those people that went there that are going to stay through the end of the season. I'm not expecting that from my Knowles.
1: (laughs) Well, Joe, we appreciate you calling. Listen, hang on the line. Eric will get your information. We'll send that out to the ale house and you can go out there as soon as tomorrow, eat and drink what you want. Take $30 off the tab.
3: All right, brother. I appreciate it. Nice talking with you. Oh, good
1: talking to you. Thanks for calling Joe. Hang on the line. All right. All right, Joe Hoops, right here in Lakeland, Florida. and We got only a minute left, Coach Joe. And um, next week we're both going to be out. It's going to be a best of show next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, a rare best of from us. Uh, not that we, not that all our shows aren't best ofs, but we we work every Thursday. Thanksgiving is the big exception, but. Uh, th- Occasionally we're preempted by football, but this is a special occasion. We've got the Gators East Carolina game. Uh, if, it's right across the street at RP Funding Center, rpfundingcenter.com if you're interested in tickets, thanks to to County Sports Marketing. Yeah, I wanted to get that name right uh, for, for putting this on. It should be a lot of fun. So uh, 7 o'clock next week there.
1: Yeah, tickets are available at rpfundingcenter.com, and there are still some tickets left. It looks like ticket sales, from looking online, are pretty brisk. So if you're gonna if you want to go, you better go ahead and get your tickets to that game. I know a buddy of mine called me earlier, and he's going to buy six tickets, take his whole family well, to the that good, game the, next the, week. When
2: you see a hoops game at RP Funding Center, there are no bad seats, and you're no. right on top of the action. So this is a really good chance to see a quality uh, Division One college basketball game up close.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you and I and the fabled counselor headed down to, with Robbie Ocean, headed down to Fort Lauderdale to see the Gators play Saturday.
2: Make our a- annual pilgrimage to Sunday <laughs> to check out the uh, Orange Bowl Invitational. So that should be a lot of fun. We get to see the Gators up close for that game, and it's, it, we always enjoy doing that. No doubt about it. Well,
1: um, Coach Joe, we're just about out of time. We've got a few seconds left. So, um, as you said, that Gator game will be on. WONN 107.1. The Bucks will be on versus Atlanta at 1 o'clock noon pregame on Sunday, 96.7 FM. And then the Gators East Carolina will be on next Thursday, 107.1 WONN.